The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you do for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you do for me. This is episode 43, The Sheep and the Goats. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh. Podcast. My man. Andrew. Podcast. We are back at it, dude. I'm good. We are. I'm good. Yeah. I'm a... Dude, I'm hoping my brain isn't mush. As As you know, I just came off of a final interview, which I was excited about and I'm <laughs> sitting here like I hope I can offer you something of value. So, listener, if you hear me offer anything of value, just give credit to God cuz my brain feels mushy. Um Josh, how you doing, man? Uh, doing well. Yeah. Can't complain. The snow is melting. Um Good. so I just bought a new drone last week. Well, I yes. Maybe it was the week before, but I finally got here last week. Uh, oh, I yeah. had 2 days to fly it. Um, but I only had one battery, so you can't fly it for that long. And then it takes forever to charge those big old things. Um, right. And then we got hit with snow. So I had Tell plans to like, like wait, go into the mountains and fly this thing. Way. Like, cause I, I saw like everybody got different amounts, but that you were supposed to get like five feet at one time or something like 60 inches or something crazy. What that actually was a happened? Crazy amount. We didn't get anywhere close to that. It was less. <laughs> of course. Uh, I don't know. It's no. hard cause snow drifts were so bad. Like the wind was blowing. Oh yeah. So like my backyard probably had five foot drifts. Wow. Uh, in it. Like Dang. my dog went to like go poop and he went missing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he's white too. So he's, <laughs> you know, that's funny. He's a dirty <laughs> white though. I noticed this anytime it snows and he's like running through the snow and you're like, Oh, you're so dirty. You need a bath. Right. Um, right. But that's just, that's just one color. So, or his hair. Uh, but I'm fine. It was <laughs> yeah, probably like this about like six inches. Yeah, make it about skin. <laughs> Six inches. No, he's crazy patchy. wind. Yeah, yeah, he is patchy. So my plan is now that it's nice out again today, is to go fly this afternoon. Awesome. Um, and then I want to go up in the mountains and fly my drones. Um, but I'm learning this thing. Like it's a it's an FPV drone, which is like you see mm-hmm. what it sees. It stands for first person view maybe i don't know what the v stands were um so you have goggles and all that kind of stuff the thing go you know just under the legal limit of 90 miles an hour by the faa um but it has full full manual and it's like dummy proof for people that are getting it fpv Um, and i've always wanted to but like fpv you have to you have to like make your own drone and like learn how to solder things and it just seems like so much work so i was glad it's very involved yeah so I'm working yeah, up to being able to fly this thing manually. That's my goal in life right now. That sounds pretty cool. That That is going to be really cool. You're going to have to send me a video, man, because that seems really intense and sweet. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Well, I hope the snow melts quickly so you can actually get out and do that this weekend. Me too. Yeah, man. Me too. But it's your typical Colorado snow. Like, it's all sunny out and, you know, all the snow from the concrete asphalt's gone at this point. So. Right. Yeah, dude, it's, I'll tell you what, uh, the last like six days, uh, today is gray and we had snow flurry this morning, but it's all melted. It's no big deal. But 
we have had like sunshine and I've got to spend like a, every bit of time that I can outside. I've been outside. Um, and I swear it's been like a breath of fresh air for my soul. Like I, dude, I needed it. I needed winter to be done over here. And we literally didn't see the ground for a month and a half because we kept getting snowstorms after that 30 inch blizzard we got. Um, so I've been super ready and praise the Lord. It is here. There are flowers coming up. My allergies are acting up. Nice. My neighbor's bees are going crazy. My chickens are happy. Like, dude, it is spring and God is good to change the seasons. <laughs> I've needed yeah, it. I'll picture your, or a video, maybe your wife posted. And I was like, oh, it's like you have better weather in Pennsylvania than we do here. <laughs> yeah. For now, for now. Yeah. You guys get sunshine more, but you know, we have our days. We have our days. Yeah, That's fair. totally, man. Dude, so we're continuing this parable series. Hey, yo. Um, sorry, I was just looking at my levels as I said that really loud um, to make sure they're okay. Uh, if you listen to the last episode, I'm sorry, my microphone. This is my own fault. I turned it up too hot. so It was, it was coming bad, in hot. It was coming in hot. But we're doing these parables. Um, we've talked, man, what are the parables? We've we've talked about the lost coin, the lost son. The talents. So are the talents. Yep. The yep. Uh, Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Something else. Lost the two son. sons. A- anyway. Were the two yeah. sons? I think we did the two mustard sons. Seed. And then we the mustard seed. Dude, we've been, we're like seven or eight in at this point. It's awesome. And we have some more to go still. But, you know, it's been good. Yeah. So if you had a chance, and this is your first one kind of listening in, uh, definitely go back. Um, before that, we we went through a series of, you know, how to love one another better. Um, and went through First Corinthians 13, and definitely check out those episodes as well. Um, but as we go through the parables here, um, we don't read the whole parable. And the main reason for that is we want you to spend time um, with Jesus. Um, and we want uh, you to get through reading of his word in relationship with him. Um, so we think that's more important than us reading a word for word so we can all be on the same page. But we give you a, just, you know, a brief overview. So at least this podcast makes sense, but you can always pause this podcast, go spend some time with Jesus reading Matthew chapter 25 uh, versus the end of 25, which is like 30 through, I don't know, 46, 50, something like that um, is where we'll be. But yeah, yes. I guess we can dive, uh, we can dive into this one, Andrew. Yeah, man. Are we, I mean, you're coming at it fire and brimstone, right? That's where we're going with this thing. It's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, more <laughs> more brimstone than fire. I just feel like brimstone, brimstone really, yeah, it just feels like brimstone really gets in there and really gets your attention. <laughs> I don't even know what brimstone is, but I think oh, it probably yeah. smells like sulfur and is really intense. Uh, so let's get intense, man. I'm ready if you're ready. Wait, I got to Google this. No one else can see this. <laughs> what the heck? There's no. What is brimstone? It's is that what you're Googling right now? Game. Yeah, because all that's coming up are like video game pictures. I was picturing like brimstone to be kind of like a- asteroids on fire kind of thing coming through the sky. Yes, yes, that sounds like right to me. on fire. I guess uh-huh. let's go with that. And if that's not true, then let us know. But yeah, um, I'm yeah, working. Wait, wait, wait. What fire is, but brimstone. Makes it's sense. brimstone. An ar- archaic term is synonymous with sulfur and invokes r- odor of sulfur dioxide given off by lightning strikes. Lightning was understood as Wait, defined brimstone punishment or brimstone. Brimstone. Have I been saying it wrong? Oh, brim. Okay. Brim. I've been brim. saying it wrong this whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sulfur and fire 
as associated with lightning. Which I didn't know so, sulfur was like a physical thing. Yes. That was a I, gas. I think it is. We're a learning gas, so much on this science podcast today. <laughs> yes, exactly. Welcome to Science 101, Sheep and Goats. Uh, <laughs> with, with Andrew and Josh. <laughs> today we're talking sulfur. Uh, anyway, man. Back to back to the point. Let's get intense with brimstone and uh, and fire. You know, <laughs> freedictionary.com defines brimstone as sulfur, especially considered as a component of torments of hell in Christianity. <laughs> torments of hell. Dang, man, that's intense. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, we're gonna bring it. We're gonna bring you some brimstone today. <laughs> Probably hope I had the verses out. Uh, So here's kind of the retelling of the sheep uh, and the goats um, as simply as we possibly can. But essentially, here's the story. Um, And some argue this isn't a parable. It's just something that Jesus said. But we're going to treat it as a parable because why not? not? Uh, But Jesus essentially has all the nations. It's a a point of judgment. When this judgment shows up, we'll get into it. But um, it's a point of judgment. Um, We have the sheep and the goats. Um, Those on his right are the sheep and those on the uh, left are the goats. I don't know if this is where the left and the right comes from. (laughs) If like like, in politics, if like conservatives are like, oh, yeah, let's go with this first because the left are evil and they're the goats. Right. Who knows? Uh, um, who knows? Oh, we won't put a yeah, we won't put anything on. So the king separates the two, the east or the east and the west, the north, the left and the right. Um, he says, "Those uh, on the right, you fed me, um, you gave me a drink. When I was homeless, you gave me a room. Um, when I was shivering, you clothed me. When I was sick, you visited me. When I was in prison, you came um, to see me." Um, and then they're like, what, what are you talking about? When did we do any of those things, God? And they said, well, when you did any of these things for the least of these, you did them for me. And then he looks at those on his left and he goes through the same list, um, but all in the opposite. So when I was hungry, you didn't give me any, uh, food. When I was thirsty, you gave nothing to drink. When I was homeless, you gave me no bed. When I was shivering, you gave me no clothes. When I was sick and in prison, you never visited me. And they said, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you? And he says, whatever you didn't do for the least of these brothers of mine, you didn't do for me. Now away from me, for I never knew you. Um, I don't know if that's, I might be skipping, putting verses together there. Uh, he said, mm-hmm. and truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away into eternal punishment and the righteousness to eternal life. Um, but that's kind of the gist of the story. That's a good gist. First thoughts, Andrew? And I do, you know, I think you did. Yeah, that's a good gist. Thanks for, did I miss thanks anything? for the recap, man. Um, I don't think you missed anything. I mean, it is like, this is easy to read as, as just fire and brimstone. And, uh, we were joking about it, but that might be where we're at. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, the only thing I would add to that is just that after, after God pronounces kind of judgment of, you know, the sheep and the goats separating left and right, um, depart from me, accursed ones into eternal fire, you know, that's been prepared for you and the devil and his angels or no prepared for the devil and his angels. It's intense. But then he goes on and, and Jesus clarifies, um, the why it's not like this, uh, thing. He's just like, you guys are bad. You guys are good. Uh, he explains it like, Hey, like when I was hungry, you didn't give me any food. When I was sick, you didn't care for me. When I was in prison, you didn't visit me. When I was thirsty, you didn't give me water. You know, like really driving home the why, um, which is cool, uh, which is good context. Um, 
but yeah, man, it's a, it is an intense set of verses because it's the one thing that my, I guess my first take is it's the one thing that we, we talk a lot and a lot about love and the love of God. Um, and our uh, worship songs have a lot to do about God's love and his relentless pursuit. And to me, I love thinking about that side of God. I love, uh, dwelling in that. Um, I love trying to, I, I'm a fan of trying to model my life more after that. Um, but the other side, like another attribute of God is perfect judgment. And, and that's not as fun <laughs> to, to talk about or to think about or to pray or to, I don't know, dwell on. Um, but that is an attribute of God. And I think at a minimum, whether, you know, we were talking before this, whether this is pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, whatever, like reality is one attribute of God is that he is perfect in judgment and that will come about one day. Um, So I think this story Jesus told or this kind of pronouncement he told, whether it's a parable or or not, um, helps describe uh, how God judges, I guess. So yeah, what are your first thoughts? I know you retold it, so I guess your second thoughts, but what are those? Yeah, and and you listening, you you've probably heard these verses before. They're they're quoted a lot. Um I, I think there's a lot of things that go into it. Um mm-hmm. we'll just say this at the at the forefront, just so we're all on the same page. Like the meaning of this parable, and even if it's a parable, um, is debated among theologians. Um, so it could go any different ways. We could completely get it wrong as we talk into this. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> take it with a grain of salt. Um, if you take it at face value uh, without context of of the greater story of the gospel, um, it's if you take care of the least of these, then you get into heaven. If you don't take care of the least of these, you're going to hell, eternal separation from God. But the problem is that doesn't align with the rest of scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we live in a grace based relationship where Jesus went to the cross for the forgiveness of our sins and to restore relationship um, with God, the father. Um, because of that, it's hard for us to be like, well, then now I'm just confused, right? Like it sounds like that's what he's talking about, but I don't understand um, if I'm a follower of Jesus, but I'm not doing all these things well, am I going to go to hell? No, you're not. <laughs> right? Jesus Jesus told us because of his sacrifice, God will never forsake you nor leave you um, once you've come to knowledge of him um, and committed, you know, recognize the need of a, self, a Savior and recognize Jesus is who he said he was and did what he said he was going to do. Um, so if that's where you're sitting, like, th- that's not what these verses are about. Um now there's a lot of like background that you could dig into of like why was it written this way and so on and so forth. I don't I don't know how helpful any of that is. I think it's just going to confuse everybody. But I will say this: um, Matthew's writings, mm-hmm. um, primarily written to Jews, um, often take the tactic of surprise. Right, like mm-hmm. we see um, at the wedding banquet. Um, yep. you know, the, the guy that wasn't dressed properly thrown out of me, kicked out. Um, yeah. we, yeah, we see, um, 
we covered these verses a little while ago, or we maybe briefly touched on, but we covered a different parable that talked about the same idea of the 10 virgins and like not being prepared. Right. And then, you know, being kicked out. Um, so there's this idea of like, uh, this surprise judgment that shows up. Um, and I think, I think because his primary audience were Jews, I think it's, I think he's just trying to get their attention of like, there's something new that's been established. You've got to pay attention to with something new or you're going to be thrown into judgment. And judgment was a big deal for the Jews. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's that piece of it too, that you've got to kind of bring into the conversation. Um, and we're seeing the same thing here, right? It's this, if you're not taking it at least of these loving on least of these, you're going to hell. Yeah. Um, and I think, man, it's so hard. So you have the social justice Christians out there um, that take these verses and run with them, right? Like this is the way of Christianity. And if you're not doing these things, you're going to hell. Um, right. I'd argue that's not true. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Uh, that's not, that's not the gospel. That's not what Jesus sacrifice was for. You're, you're 100% wrong. Um, and when you make the jump to that, I think you end up in, in scary waters. Um, I guess uh, I guess we could take a couple steps back and I'll just lay it out from that perspective. Sorry yeah, if I'm rambling. Sure Jump thing. in. No, no, no. This is good, man. This is good. Yeah. Um, I would equate these verses back to John 15, um, when Jesus says, "If you abide in me and I abide in you, um, you'll bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing." All those I pushed a bunch of verses together from John 15, but um, so I would argue, as followers of Jesus. Um, if you're in relationship with Jesus, you've been forgiven by Jesus, um, you're walking with Jesus, then you're naturally going to take care of the least of these. It's going to matter to you. Um, but it's a byproduct of your relationship with Jesus or an overflow out of your relationship with Jesus. Um, compared to those that don't or necessary or, you know, are going to be more selfish, self-focused. Um, they haven't matured in their relationship with Jesus. So it's all about them. And when it's all about you, you're not going to do things for those around you. You don't even see the need of people around you. Um, so there's that side of it too. Um, and that's probably where I would translate these or, uh, commentate on these verses of, of what it's meaning. Um, it's really just an outflow of an inward, um, journey with Jesus and heart. It's the same thing. We talked about the first Corinthians verses in love, loving one another. Um, like that's an outflow of your relationship with Jesus. Now, the problem you're going to run into is when you skip that step. And it's, well, I just have to, I have to care about the least of these. I have to focus on um, those that are in prison. I have to focus on the homeless. I have to do all of these things. Right. When we live in that faith, um, you're, you're going to come up short. Uh, yeah. Because now it's, you're it's do, do, do based, right? It's yeah. like you have a, you have your checklist yeah, do, and do, you're do like, based. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, do, do based. <laughs> do, 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 do based. Do. No, but I mean, it's, you have a checklist and you can say, okay, am I good? Am I a good Christian this week or am I not? Um, and it's, it's not a, you know, man, you've, you've reminded me of this often of like, we are in a grace filled relationship with Christ. And the goal of Christian Christianity isn't just to make you perfectly sinless. That's not the goal. It's to make you perfectly in relationship with God over time. And I say perfectly because that's when you're dead and when you're in relationship with God uh, after death. But you can get more and more close in relationship with the Lord and in God's will 
while you're alive. I believe sin's always going to be a part of that equation. Some people don't. But anyway, all that to say, um, yeah, I think you could read this and say, that's my checklist. Did I take care of the thirsty? Did I give them water? Did I uh, invite the stranger in? Did I clothe them, uh, the naked? Did I go and visit those in prison? You know, you can make it a checklist, but but and I the think problem it's the with the behind the list. Is, yeah, exactly. And I think the problem with the checklist is, does that mean if I saw a homeless person, I didn't give them a bed one time, but I did it for the thousand other times that I saw homeless people. Am I going to hell? Did I live? Did I not live up to the standard? Um, and we would argue, yeah, you didn't live up to the standard. <laughs> like Jesus is perfect and holy. Uh, that's yep. the standard. And if you don't meet yep. the standard and any sin enters the picture, there's separation. Um, you need forgiveness. Uh, so yeah, you're screwed. So now we look at these verses and say, well, man, that means everybody's screwed. Like, yeah. I saw a lot of people on the side of the road and I didn't stop for any of them. I just act like I didn't see them and I kept moving or I saw them and I winked at them or I waved at them just to show some acknowledgement, but I didn't give them a bed to sleep in. Yeah. I didn't put any clothes on them. You know, that woman that was running naked through the streets, I didn't try to give her my shirt. I just let her run naked. Um, I didn't want to touch her. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that reminds me That's of funny. Um, uh, friends in high school would find out that I was a virgin and I had no yeah. intention on not being one until I was married. Right. Uh, and they're like, so you're telling, I might've told this already on the podcast. I don't remember, but I don't think so. Like, so you're telling me if you walked into your room and there was a naked chick, just all spread out laying on your bed, you wouldn't have sex with her. You're like, no, 100% I would, like, but that's never going to happen. <laughs> You're like, listen, I, I, I am in no danger of this happening. Okay, <laughs> we're yeah. we're in the clear. We're that temptation. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, obviously, I'm a person. I don't know what kind of life but, you uh, live, but that's not my yeah, life. <laughs> yeah, you're like, how many times does that happen to you, Cloyd, Cliff, yeah. whatever your name is? You know, yeah. uh, turd. That never Dude, happens. Those are my to friends' anybody. names in high school, Floyd and yeah. Cliff. That's so Floyd weird. And you Cliff. knew that. Yeah, man. Dude. Uh, yeah. I, Oh, you keep going. And then I want to, I was reminded of a Bible verse that I Googled while you were talking and I want to connect it to, yep. but you go ahead. Google skills. Yeah. Google so skills. I, I think that's where the struggle becomes is you're not going to live up to this, that standard. And this is why Jesus went to the cross, right? Like this is why um, Jesus did what he said he was going to do. And he died in your place, taking on your sins. And then he conquered death three days later. So you can find forgiveness and restored relationship with God, the father who through sanctification and through the process of you just walking with him and him changing you and molding you into who he's called you to be, you're going to be more and more like this person. Um, you're going to love people better, whether they're people you know or they're strangers. Um, you're going to be more um, inviting of those that you don't know to come into your relational environments that you've created um, so they can come to know Jesus through them. Um, you know, that's just the natural position that, that we start to take as we mature in Christ. The problem excuse me, in Christianity is we never mature that far. <laughs> like we come to salvation, we're infants in, in the faith, we're still on, you know, mama's milk, um, and that's as far as we've gotten. We haven't got to the solid food yet um, in terms of how we live this kingdom, um, you know, here on earth before, you know, the kingdom is fully established. Um, and, and what ends up happening is we know that we should do more, do better, um, so we fake it until we make it, right? Like we take right. that 
that methodology. So instead of mm-hmm. diving into my relationship with Jesus and focusing in on my relationship with Jesus and let him start to mold and shape me through conversation, through prayer, through reading of his word and relationship and all those things, when we practice Jesus' habits, um, instead of doing all of those things, we just jump to the end. So we're like, oh, this is what good Christians are supposed to do. Let me just knock this list out so I'm a good Christian. Um, and then it becomes uh, then it becomes this like contest of like who looks better as a Christian. Um, inside the churches, it's oh, oh, look at so and so and so and so. They're doing all the right things. Like they serve in children's ministry every week. I saw them every give like six hundred dollars cash in ones, which I thought was strange. But he might be at a strip club during the week, but we don't know. Uh, in the offering back, like he really loves Jesus. Um, or like, did you hear about Sally and the sins that she's committing this week? Um, right. Like this becomes this weird game that we start to play rather than living in the grace in our relationship with Jesus. We, we start to try to one up each other just so I feel better about myself and my chances of getting into heaven than someone else's chances of getting into heaven. And that's where that whole idea of like, if I'm just good enough, I'm going to get into heaven. You're like, no, that's not the point. You're never going to be good enough. That's the right. point. Out of everything right. you say, you're not good enough. That's just the reality of it. I'm not good enough. Andrew's not good enough. You're not good enough. That's okay. Right. That's why Jesus went right. to the cross. Right. Um, so you could be good enough through Christ rather than through um, your own ability to do good. Yes. Um, because if the standard is you don't miss anybody, according to these verses, uh, that any of these least to these, then then you're good. But the reality is you probably already have. So now you're screwed. Yeah. And does yeah. God grade on a curve? No, he doesn't. Sorry. Um, yeah. like the only way we get into heaven is relationship with Jesus. Um, the only way we can spend eternity with him is relationship with Jesus. The only way we get to have hope and peace in this life is relationship with Jesus. Uh, yep. You know, as we focus in and dive into that, that's where the source of all these things come. So I'd argue that's the point of these verses. Now, like we said, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, um, these are, com- these are, you know, no one, no one defines these verses in the same way. Some take the stance of if you're not doing these things, then yeah, you're not, you're not going to find salvation. I argue 100% against them. Some argue this isn't for the Christians. This isn't for the church. The church has already been taken, but this isn't final judgment. This is the judgment that happens on earth at, you know, during the, the uh, great tribulation. And then, um, and then it might work that way. Who knows? I would just argue, Hey, if you know, Jesus, your Lord and savior, I mean, your relationship with Jesus in that perspective, then you don't have to worry about these verses. You're, you're good. <laughs> like, yeah. No, yeah. no worries here. Just focusing on that relationship and let it flourish and watch what Jesus does in you and through you and um, with those around you, especially with the least of these as you walk with Christ. Totally. Man, let me, so as, as you were sharing that, um, which I agree with you on that, uh, that it is way more about the heart than the just actions behind it. Um, but let me throw a bit of a potential wrench into it and, and hopefully add a little bit of context. So as I was reading these verses and as I was thinking about the, you know, yeah, you saw me naked and you didn't clothe me. You saw me thirsty. And you didn't. You naked, did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you would have given me clothes if you did probably, probably um, <laughs> put some more. You saw me thirsty. You didn't give me water. You know, like you didn't take the action you could have taken in, in all of that. Um, and not about me, but you know, these Bible verses. But um, I was struck with the thought of James 4 17, which says simply, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. And to me, I 
you could probably read that and say it's all works-based, but that's never how I viewed this. Um, because I think the key is that the good they ought to do and doesn't do it. It's sin for them. Um, I think that, you know, y- you go walking through downtown Colorado Springs. I lived there for years, you know, and I know there's tons of homeless folks around. Well, if you went walking through downtown and you said, I'm going to do, I'm going to meet every need of all of the people that I um, see, you know, there's way too many needs. You couldn't possibly do it. Um, But if you went through and said, God, if there's anybody uh, that you specifically want me to minister to in some way, and you did that good, then you'd be following God's will in that. And, and you wouldn't be going in naively saying, I'm going to fix everybody and everything. <laughs> I'm going to check every box that I possibly can to be a super Christian. You know, it's, it's not that. It's the heart of being open to meeting the needs that God places in front of you and that God prompts you to meet. It's your heart. It's, it's did you do the actions that God prompted you to do um, to serve others for his will um, or didn't you? You felt the prompting. You knew it was what you wanted, um, but you didn't do it. That's sin. You felt the prompting. You knew you could do the thing. You could follow through, and you did. That's that's glorifying to God, you know. And it's it's not about the number of works or the type of works or or whatever. It's about the heart. Um, and I that's how I read James four seventeen, and that's how I think it ties into this. Um, hopefully, that's reasonably helpful um, and doesn't go more in the term of, of works. Cause I don't think that's the intent. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. And the reality is like spiritualize all of those elements, hungry, thirsty, stranger, naked, sick, imprisoned. Um, and you're surrounded by those people everywhere. Um, like those don't have to necessarily be physical attributes though. They definitely are. Um, those could be spiritual attributes. Like they're spiritually hungry. Um, they, they, they're chasing on after everything, but Jesus, do I have an opportunity to introduce them relationally to Jesus? Um, you know, Jesus of scripture, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, naked and exposed. Can I bring them into protection of the church family? Right. Like if we look at it from that perspective and all the relationship that could happen inside of that, like we're constantly surrounded by people that are least of these, um, whether society calls them least of these or not, doesn't really matter. The reality is they're, they are least of these. So if we look at where we're at, just physically in space, you know, I, I live here in Colorado Springs. Andrew lives in, in Pennsylvania. Um, like there's people all around us, whether they're coworkers or neighbors or um, friends of friends or however it plays out or friends themselves. Um, like however that, you know, ends up uh, – Sorry, I just got distracted. Andrew's texting me uh, in the middle of our podcast. I'm sorry. Distracted. I thought I would be discreet. Okay, it wasn't I discreet. My brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's figure out my nephew again. My nephew has this bad tendency of texting me from my brother's account, so I think it's my brother. And then That's he's funny. like, "Oh, I got you, Uncle Josh," and you're like, "Ah, oh, that's so, so funny, bad. stupid little kid." Um, just kidding. <laughs> 
Uh, that's great. My brother gets to read our conversations after the fact because where he works, he can't have his right. phone with him in right, the building. Right. Um, so he he comes back to these long conversations between me and his ten year old son, um, and he's just dying. He's like, "Oh my gosh, <clears throat> that's great." One of those conversations, just to take shots at Isaiah, um, is he tried to convince me that he never lived in Washington State, which I know he lived <laughs> in Washington State. You're like, dude, I visited you. But he was convinced he didn't. So much convinced that he gave me a call to set me straight. Uh, but my brother's reading all this. And he's just, just shaking his head. He's like, I don't even oh, know. That's so funny. Um, he was young to his defense. He probably doesn't remember any of it. But um, That's funny. Yeah, so from a spiritual perspective, like there's all there's people all around us. Um, that are hungry, thirsty. They're strangers that we should be inviting into a relationship um, with ourselves so they have an opportunity to see our relationship with God. Um, you know, na- naked, sick, and imprisoned, uh, for sure, mm-hmm. that we have opportunity to bring the gospel hope, um, the hope of Christ, uh, into all those pictures. Um, like, that's a that's an exciting thing. You know, last week, last week or the week before, um, I was at a client's offices and just talking with their employees about projects and whatnot. And um, just watching just the, the things going on in people's lives and hearing people's stories. Um, and majority, I would assume don't follow Christ in, in this office. I don't know. We never got that far of it. Um, mm-hmm. but there's a level of like, uh, lack of hope. And, um, what's another, what's the word Andrew for like, like despair almost just going day to day. Yeah. I'll despair, but like, like zombies. What's the word for that? Yeah. I don't know. Zombie, just floating. Yeah, you're drifting. probably thinking on the other side. You're like, Josh, it's this word. I'm not a thinker. Yeah. Just chill out, people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it's just this, there's just this lack of lack of any life, um, lack of any purpose, lack of any meaning. Um, and it's just it's heartbreaking. But um, it also gave me great hope of like, man, you know, we want to usher in something new. That's one of the reasons this podcast exists. Like we want the to be known as a place. This is where hope lives as the church this is as followers of Jesus. And we have an opportunity to drastically change, not just eternity and future life, but this life for these people where they could have purpose and meaning uh, and, and passion again about things in their life. Like that's what we are really chasing. Um, and I think it's important to, um, to bring that into the lives of people around you. And if you're sitting there saying, well, I don't have any of those things, <laughs> I would I push back and say, well, dig into your relationship with Jesus. Cause you have access to those things. Uh, yeah. but so often we, we miss out on that stuff because we just don't take the time to spend time with Jesus, to yeah. let him shape and mold us, you know, who he's called us to be. Um, and a, a big portion of that, of who he's called us to be is, um, uh, opening those pathways of passion and purpose. Um, yeah. you know, giving us a hope in the face of no matter what the circumstances is. Like I would argue that's fruit of a relationship with Jesus. So if you don't have it, like go back to Jesus habits and dig into that relationship with Jesus and let that just unlock, um, so much hope that you could have in this life, um, that we miss out on. Like, you know, I was going through old episodes mm-hmm. earlier this week as we we're working on the website stuff. But, um, one of the episodes when we talked about loving yourself, so we yeah. did like two, yeah. two week series, um, 34 and 35, I think something like that. Uh, if you want to go back, they are called, it starts with you and it ends with you, I think yes. is what the two were called, so. something like that. Yeah. Um, but one of the statements that we made in there, I don't matter if Andrew made it or I made it, but, um, it was, you are valued, you are loved and you are known, you have potential and you have a purpose. Uh, and I think 
that's the message that we get to carry the gospel um, because Jesus believes that about every, excuse me, about everybody. And then we get to bring that message to the people around us. Like that's a powerful, powerful message uh, for this life. Um, you know, removing everything that we get in the next life, you know, in relationship with Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Um, you know, I, I was just trying, as you were talking about the example of like going to the office and kind of feeling like everybody was just like floating and maybe didn't have much hope and kind of seemed like zombies a little bit. Um, you know, like for the non-believer, apathetic, 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 right? Apathetic, yeah, not apathetic. a care right? about anything. Not yeah. apathetic. Yeah. Right. Apathetic. Right. I have apathy. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's not a good place to be because you're neither alive life. nor dead. That's not the Jesus you know? life. Like you, yeah. and, and the Bible talks about apathy in the church and, you know, basically says like, hey, you were neither hot nor cold, so I spit you out of my mouth. You Like, you weren't useful, <laughs> you know? You weren't opposed to the gospel. You weren't for the gospel. You're just floating. Yeah. Uh, so I don't like lukewarm, you know? Um, and don't, I don't know. I, at one point in my life, I tried to live, uh, put on a face of like, I'm the, I'm the cool kid who, you know, doesn't let religion drag me down. And then the other face of like, I'm a leader in youth group and I'm, you know, great and holy and have a solid relationship with God and man alive. Let me tell you, um, that's not fun. It's not, it's not good to try to live a fake life, whether you're trying to live it in the right or wrong direction. I think God deeply values real relationship and he obviously understands where your heart is. Uh, it, we don't fool God with what we put on that might fool others or not. Um, but, uh, man, like getting practical, uh, for, for the Christian who, and I know we only got like five minutes left, but for the Christian who, uh, feels apathetic or for the Christian, not apathetic, the one who, who sees needs and constantly feels overwhelmed and constantly feels like I'm not doing all that I could do. If this is you listening right now, um, Josh, I'd love your take on how you encourage them. Um, I would just say that James, uh, four verse that I read earlier, um, man, don't look around at the world and say, I have to fix everything. I have to do everything because the reality is, no, you and I can't fix everything. We can't do everything. We can live into the kingdom through the sacrifice of Jesus and through the relationship that created with God, the direct personal relationship that created for us with God. Um, but I would just challenge you to say, don't look around at the world and, and think you have to fix every single thing. But look around at the world, live your life honestly and in real relationship with Jesus. And each day or or any chance you get, ask yourself, hey, God, is there a need you want me to address? Is there a chance for me to be the hands and feet of Jesus, the, the physical church in action in somebody's life today or this week or this month? Like, could you show me what that is and give me the the courage to do it? Live your life from that posture, not from every single thing I see that's wrong, I need to address because there's too many things. There's too many things that are wrong. And that's just going to get you thinking it's about your merit and your works. 
And it's not, it's about the heart and it's about, did you act? Did you take the next right step that God prompted you to take? So that would be my encouragement. Josh, you have thoughts to add to that? Yeah. Like, I think it's important to remember that, that sin still rules the day. Um, so there's going to be injustice. There's going to be despair. There's going to, at times you're going to feel overwhelmed that you're never going to be able to make a difference. And I think this is why Jesus way of discipleship matters so much um, because it's all built inside of relationship, relationship with God and relationship with one another, um, because there are individuals that you can invest in relationally and make a huge difference in their lives. Yes. And, you know, going along the lines of what Andrew's saying, like there's going to be relationships that God puts in your life that he wants you to foster and live out the great commission through. Um, because it's, we talk about this gospel idea, like the gospel itself, yes, it gives you access to hope, but unless you mature in your relationship with Jesus, you're never going to experience that hope. You just found salvation. You didn't find the full life that Jesus promised you. Um, that's where the Great Commission comes into play. Like, yes, we want to make disciples of all nations. We want to baptize them in obedience to, to, to their relationship with Jesus as a representation of coming from dead to life. Um, and then we want to teach them Jesus' ways. Um, and a good portion of teaching Jesus' ways is teaching him how to have a relationship with Jesus. So you can get to that place, what like Andrew's talking about, where Jesus is going to prompt you to invest relationally mm-hmm. in people. He's going to say, you, you've seen this same dude six times now. I want you to have a relationship with this guy. Start talking to him. Just yeah. invite him yeah. somewhere, whatever it happens to be. Or your neighbors, invite them over for a barbecue. You know, I live in a neighborhood where when the weather's nice, we spend a good amount of time out front. Well, it's really easy for me to be tired from, from people all day. And um, I don't, I don't want to spend more time, you know, with, with those that I don't know, cause one, I hate small talk. Um, but you know, <laughs> I choose to invest in that. And now I know that they like cigars um, because one of my neighbors was smoking a cigar at like, well, the, a couple of my neighbors smoke cigars like all times of the day. So it'd be eight 30 and I'll be walking to go to Starbucks and I'm like, Oh, that smells so good. I like you. Um, weird that we're connecting over cigars, but Hey, why not? We can be friends over this, um, you know, yeah. it's a bridge. There's, it's a bridge. there's Right. Yeah. There's relationships all around us that God wants you to invest in, but um, you've got to start with your relationship with Jesus. Like, let it be an overflow of what Jesus is doing inside of you and how you invest in other people around you. I'm telling you as, as someone that like, I'm probably like half introverted, half extroverted. Like some people, yes, give me life. Other people, especially small talk. I don't know you that well. People just drain me. Um, But when I live in an overflow of what God's doing inside of me and I'm living in an overflow of, of how God's just shaping and molding me, those relationships are so much easier. Um, Those relationships that are are on the shallow end still, um, we're just getting to know individuals. I'm more courageous in taking risks to build relationships with those individuals so I can bring them into relational environments so they can just see my relationship with Jesus up close. Like That's the beauty of of what Jesus has demonstrated for us all throughout the Gospels. And then the epistles expand even further um, with with that idea of like, no, it's all about relationship. It's relationship with God and relationship with one another. So when I'm talking about the least of these, yeah, there's a least of these people all around you that God wants you to invest in a relationship with. Um, don't make it difficult. Don't make it weird. Don't think you're going to conquer the world. Just look at it one life at a time. That's it. Just one life at a time. I'm going to invest in it and I'm going to keep investing it. Like, I don't think it's helpful um, to see someone hungry and just give them a, a burger for the day. Right. I'm sure. You fed them in that moment. But you right. have an opportunity to invest relationally. So if you keep seeing that person, you better know that person's name. Like that's God's prompting of like, 
dude, I see this guy every day. Um, I better get to know his story. I better start asking questions. Um, so he knows that I care, um, and, and invest in that way. Yeah. Give him burgers. Yeah. Take care of the physical needs, but there's so much more that you have to offer as a follower of Jesus that you're missing out on, on great life for that person. If you choose not to offer it. Um, so that'd probably be my encouragement. Um, everything stems for our relationship with Jesus guys. I don't know how many times we could say it in this podcast. We said we'll it, say it all a bunch the love more, series. You know? Yeah. We'll say it a bunch more. Like you've got to spend time with Jesus. He's the source of everything in your life. Jesus said in Matthew 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. That's the point apart from him, nothing. So you've got to be in relationship with him. Practice those Jesus habits. We've talked about those Jesus habits. You can find them on our website. You can find them in earlier episodes. Um, we go through all those things. We don't do them because it's what good Christians do. We do them because we want to foster a relationship with Jesus. Um, and that's what matters in the end. Right. 100%. Hey, I hope that was helpful. So good. Andrew, so, I know you got a, you got a skedaddle. That's a good word, man. We don't, we don't use skedaddle enough. When you bring that skedaddle. We, I'm going to try to use that once, at least once more today. I got a skedat. Me too. I got a couple more meetings this afternoon. I'm going to say that at the end. I'm like, man, I got a skedaddle, guys. We'll see you. It's just, it's a good fun. Skipping away. All right, dude. Hey, thank you for, for doing this. Uh, thanks for the awesome conversation, man. This is good. And for me, it was encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate it. Hey, we love you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.